Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes finally reached the secret backdoor entrance to the Gurubashi Empire's capital city, Zul'Garub. They... they did get to Zul'Garub, right? They're not going to get pulled into some new mishap and it turns out they're still 10 episodes away? Listen, at this point, I'm really not sure what's going to happen next, so let's queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Benamtrol didn't have anything on him. He was basically like a loinclothed, gross, gorbly guy. Um, the art that you complimented me so highly on is the art from Morning Kanan's Tome of Foes that has the description of the character next to it. Like, I just grabbed it from the internet and showed it to you guys. But that's, it's like this it was gross, bubbly, clearly deformed looking troll. It seems as if this area was where some trolls that had been so toxified were trying to crawl in from and most of them died not long after they got in this one lived long enough to fight you guys and then you killed it as it stands right now you guys just wrapped up fighting the venom troll it lies on the ground before you deceased covered in wounds and uh dripping like a vile toxic substance at this time it's the three of you and the biclops who the is the biclops uh, went away already. He uh, said yeah, goodbye. He was, he was he was fixing on turning and leaving. He is wounded, but he's not down and out. And if he had a day or two to recover, he you it's clear that he would recover. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to deal with with him before uh, anything else happens? Well, we we had this whole thing where we thanked him, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to go back. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm good with him. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we we thanked him and called him friend and, um, you know. I couldn't remember specifically what was done and said, and I wanted to give you guys an opportunity if there was anything else you wanted to discuss with him or anything else. But cool. If we're good to move forward, then ahead of you is daylight. Behind you is the ogre compound. Uh, are you moving forward? So if we move forward, I mean, we... No, we we think we know what's ahead of us, right? Uh, the general suspicion and the information that you were given was that this way lies Zulgarub, but the specific, the specifics of exactly where you're going to enter the city, if it does indeed enter into the city, is a little bit obscure. But also, like, I don't know if you guys had any other decisions you wanted to make or any other thoughts that you wanted to uh, explore before stepping out into the daylight if you wanted to take a rest after your combat uh, most of you are fine as far as hit points are concerned Ari is a little on the low side I think she caught the sideways uh, hit from a poison spray or something but you guys are in general in decent shape so whatever you guys want to do is cool you were saying though that the poison atmosphere is getting stronger towards the exit of this place correct yes I did say that you are not experiencing any side effects as of right now, but it it does seem clear that there is something uh, something toxic about the atmosphere that is getting stronger as you approach the uh, the exit of the cave. I don't even know if we can even leave out of this place if it's that strong on the other side of this rubble pile. Well, so we we dinged and we're level six, mm-hmm. yeah. So d- d- did we also you know. Did, did we ding and everything we get our stuff back? No, I don't think that happened. No, leveling up no. and like getting all the benefits of a long rest don't necessarily tie in together. Um, if the narrative had been such that like it was the end of the day and it was time to take a long rest or such, then one means the other kind of. But uh, as it stands, my idea was that we would do a level up after 
basically completing the story arc of how do we get to Zul'Garub, which right. happened first thing in the morning. So you guys have your health deficit. You guys did get extra health as the result of leveling up, but you still yes. have the same health deficit that you had previous. If you gained any spell slots or any new abilities, that's great. You have that. But anything that you've spent so far today is still spent. Okay. So, what what do y'all want to do? Ari's kind of, kind kind of looking a bit worse for wear. We we could potentially rest here. Uh, we could also push forward and see what's on the other side. I have a vial of anti antitoxin, which provides uh, advantage on saving throws against poison for one hour. Um, we could potentially. I don't. I think Ari's got one. I don't know if if we gave one to Butch as well too. But we could down that and push our way through this barrier and just see what's on the other side. And um, granted, we're in dangerous territory at that point, but we're hoping that we're near where a potential ally is within Zulgurup, right? I think you're the only one that has that vial. I have a I have antitoxin oh. in my inventory. Did I not take you, it when I was supposed to? Maybe you chugged Didn't it already. To your inventory. So the antitoxins came from the alchemist, I think, in Booty Bay. I he gave don't us know three guys... of everything. Okay. No, that's... because we only got one of the potion of animate dead. Because I have that. Oh. Uh, yes, but that was from the that was from the boiling blood quest. That was from it was that the oh, okay. uh, the healing potion and the embiggening potion came from that. I might have just if we gave us three, I might have just not put it in my inventory. I don't remember to be able to say yes or no for that. That wasn't a reward. That would have been something that you purchased. And I don't remember purchasing it, to be honest. I don't remember. I'm going to say... It's funny because it's recorded. Um, I have absolutely (laughs) no idea what it was. So um, whatever sounds like it makes... Whatever sounds like the most likely thing to have happened, I'm willing to say is what happened. So does Ari have one or not? I would think we would have gotten it in threes. We, we got a lot of stuff in threes for the most part that I think we would have gotten each of us one of them. Not that I remember one way or the other. Yeah, as a part of the party, I'm going to vote that she has three. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> that she has one. Okay, but I, I, I'm not going to say that you should take it right now. Why don't we kind of rest up a little bit and, uh, you know, get some of our... Uh, some of our strength back and uh, I mean we all got we all just dinged so we all have more HP so we all have a deficit of whatever that HP that we gained the max HP that we gained if we take a you gained that if you were sure like if you lost 11 health in combat just now and then you leveled up your maximum HP went up the total amount of HP you had already went up but you're still short 11 from your maximum does that make sense yeah Okay, so I also got hit. Uh, I, we Ari can take could a use sh- a few of her hit dice. Yeah, we could take a short rest. And, Which and if, that's fine. If we take a short rest with with my song of something, you get an extra d six of hit dice if you choose to roll one. Yes. Is that for everyone or just for you? Everybody. Everyone. Let's take a short rest. Let's take okay. a short. You know, let's take a short rest. Get, roll some hit dice if you want to. Okay. As a fighter, I've got second wind, so I'm just going to throw out a second wind. And it's funny, it's it's I, I roll the second wind plus five, which I only needed three health. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is roll a d6, yeah? That's for mine, yep. So plus three, thank you, Ari. Heal. And I'm also, I'm going to... Click, take a short rest, which is going to give me back a quaking palm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's automatic. Double check to make sure, because I know a lot of homebrew items say that they recharge on a short rest, and then when you take a short rest, the charges don't come back. It's like a D&D Beyond quirk. But I don't know if that's true for homebrew race abilities. Oh, dang, Butch. That's cool. Yeah, you're rolling some good hit dice. I accidentally rolled two of my heals in um, D&D Beyond. Um, you can check the chat. It was a two and a six. Yeah, I see that. And so, Okay, perfect. I get confused on the campaign sometimes, and I have to switch halfway no, you're through. Good. 
Didn't Butch have something we got if he did while we were at a short rest? Uh, I think he has to cook something for that. He has to cook. Okay. I know there was something else too. I'm good. I'm only short two health points now. I'm comfortable. Uh, yeah. No, I, I can cook something. No, you're good. So, so I used one of my hit dice. Yeah, and you rolled maximum on it too, which is bananas. Yeah. So I have that, and then I'm going to go to my s- spells. Let me check that. It, uh, Quaking Palm did work. Okay, what? cool. And so let's also look at the chef's treat. As part of a short rest, you can cook sp- special foods for seven creature. Oh, okay. So the one for the long rest gives extra HP. Uh, extra temporary HP. But the yeah, short temp HP rest and the one, short rest one is... Um, enough for four plus your proficiency bonus of people... At the end, any creature who eats it and spends hit dice to regain hit points regains an extra D8. So this is something you can keep in your bag for a day, I think. So I can make these uh, special foods as part of a short rest. Yeah, it looks like it says at the end of the short rest, any creature who eats the food and spends hit dice. So I think if it's oh. going to be, it's going to be part of the short rest healing. I could have just done this and not wasted one of my hit dice but I don't think that matters I have some <laughs> like well, both, it doesn't matter both features the, the chef feature and the bard feature require that you spend hit dice in order to gain the extra benefit so if you spend one hit dice you can get a d6 and a d8 on top of your yes whatever your normal hit dice yes is. that's correct oh so the thing that Ari did also took a hit dice no it's you roll so you rolled one hit dice in yes. addition to that, you get to get a free D6 from her and a free D8 from your sh- from your feet, presuming okay. you cook the food. Cool. Does anyone is anyone not maxed out? I'm not uh, maxed just out Ari. Yet. She's short by two. Okay, I am going to make you one of these, and you should roll. A, and you rolled eight, so you're maxed Perfect. out. That was a good short rest. That short rest was exactly what we needed. And we all have vials of antitoxin. I don't know if we should use it yet. Let me read it again. It says, A creature that drinks this vial of liquid gains advantage on saving throws against poisons for one hour. I don't know how long we're going to be in Zolgarub. Assuming this is Zolgarub. Well, uh, well, I'm thinking if this, whatever this poison is, it's... I I almost feel like it's it's isolated around the opening here, and there's something here that once we get through and beyond it, it's going to be better for us. Is my yeah. thinking? Okay, the, let's do this. The first time someone needs to to have a saving throw against poison, <laughs> then we know we need okay. to take the antitoxin. <laughs> I'll put it to you this way: that's a good way to find out information. However, when I call for the saving throw, it's already too late to take it. For that one person. For that for that effect, <laughs> yeah. And then after that, oh. if you go, oh, okay, we're making saving throws now, then you can chug it, and then every subsequent one after that. But you don't get the first one that's- for free. <laughs> that's, that's not yeah. how it works. I mean, how much, how, much HP, how much HP could we possibly lose on one saving throw? I how mean- much? How much, really? No one knows <laughs> even. Oh, 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 hold on. We're doing this short rest, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Falkus, while we're doing the short rest, can I, uh, can I have your necklace? Uh, the periaptive health? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, I was actually going to okay. offer you something else as well, too. You, you can hold have... Hold on. That. I'm going to sit here. I'm assuming this short rest is taking a minimum of 10 minutes. No, short rests are a minimum of an hour. Perfect. I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes so I don't have to expend a spell slot. What do I know about this as I cast Identify? It's periaptive health. I don't know what that means. It prevents... <laughs> it While you're wearing it, it is, in, it is an item that does not require attunement. Okay. While you wear it, you are immune to diseases. And if you are already uh, subjected to a disease when you put it on, it doesn't cure the disease, but it does suppress all of the effects of the disease while you're wearing it. I'm going to relay that information to Falcus and hand it back to him because I can now identify things. What's up, level six bard? What? Sorry about that. Do we axe. have we do we have a, a short rest already? We're in the short rest. No, but before when I got the necklace, because I'm trying to remember. Between it, well, then and no, no, 
Because you woke up in the flower oh, okay. cave, right. you brought it, you dealt with the guy, you walked here and had a fight. This is your first gotcha. short rest today. So I was going to say, I already knew that. No, but I, I guess I did. You yeah. guys knew that from uh, circumstantial, like, <laughs> deductive oh, reasoning. Cool. All right. Neat. Another note. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. Oops, not that. That. I still have a Hakar's Sacrificial Dagger, which is more of a caster's dagger. I'm just holding on to this right now. Do you want this, Ari? Wait a minute. This this is cursed. It's possibly cursed. I haven't equipped it yet. Hey, we're still on our short rest. Can I sit with this for 10 minutes? And I did <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can do sit that. We agreed yeah. that all cursed item goes to focus. <laughs> Is that is that why that's probably why I'm still holding on to this, isn't it? Uh, yes. Well, so interestingly, you did hand it to Ari so that you could identify it, and that was fine. However, I will clarify for you the same way that I clarified for her earlier before we started recording. Typically speaking, if an item is cursed, the curse extends to you at the time that you attune to the item. So we don't know if it's cursed or not. Uh, in addition, most of the time, not necessarily all the time, but most of the time, if an item is cursed, the identify spell doesn't recognize that. No. Like, it uh, it's, it depends. Because some items say, this item is cursed, and an identify spell fails to identify that it's cursed. Like, it'll say that in the item description, I think, sometimes. Um, but no, basically, the, you discover that if you make a regular, like, attack roll with this weapon it's a plus one magical dagger so that's nice um but in addition you can take a small amount of necrotic damage in order to give yourself a plus one bonus on spell attack rolls the damage from a spell attack or to increase your spell save dc by one for the course of one spell casting the wording actually says and so depending oh, on the spell and. yeah okay fine and so all of them are plus one yeah, oh, but that's like each time you use it, if you want that plus one bonus, you're going to suffer a little bit of necrotic damage for it. Blood magic seems to be very transitive in that way. You have to, there's a sacrifice to be made. You must pay tribute to the blood god. It does say that on the item, yes. So yes. if I'm out of worgen things and I choose to haka with my daggers, because now I'll have two, I could stab, stab with these and get a plus one with this weapon. Uh, Yes, yes. And otherwise Ooh. I could choose to take a little bit of damage, which I'm still I'm, I'm still kind of the softy in this group, I think. So that's still a decent amount of damage. But I take a little bit of damage. If I know I'm right there, do I have to choose before I know my outcome, or can I choose after I know my outcome? Uh, so this will be for the spellcasting portion of it. Um, yeah. If you're going to cast a spell, you would say beforehand, I'm also going to do the sacrificial dagger part to increase okay say the attack roll or the spell save DC or whatever is like the applicable thing on that on the spell. Okay. So that makes sense. A uh, side note. I, I, I do listen to our um, podcasts and uh, I just listened to that episode where with, where we killed the vampire. And <laughs> so at the end of it, it was like, Oh, there's a dagger. Who's going to pick it up? And Butch says something like, no, not me. Falcus gets all the cursed stuff. Falcus, you go right ahead. <laughs> that sounds like an agreement. That's binding. Yeah, that's the case. So I'm. Um, now this is a good thing for Ari to have. I mean, Th yeah, this definitely you, you, is. You you've seen the wonderful things that this axe has brought me, Ari. It wouldn't has... you like to have one of your own? What what your axe has has brought me has been immeasurable pleasure. <laughs> I will take the dagger and I will next time I'm able to attune to it attune to it alright go if for it if you'd like to do that over the course of this short rest you are welcome to do so perfect I'm attuning to it awesome okay. I'm taking Am it off I my cursed? inventory it's all yours we'll find out later if I'm cursed so there's, I'll say this I'll say this much face. you know what Falcus's curse effect looked like and you know how okay eager he is to keep the weapon on him despite his own best interest telling him otherwise you don't feel that effect in any way um, if there are any other things that might be cursed about it that you weren't able to identify it's possible but so far it feels fine 
Falcus, try and touch my dagger. Oh, I'll, I'll I wish reach that out. was the first time I heard that. Seems fine. Okay. So I, I, I reach out to the daggers. Hey, uh, l- let me hold on to that. Let me let me feel it for a minute. I'll and I, let you feel it. I, I grab it by the, the handle and I yep. f- feel its weight, right? It's exceptionally well balanced. Okay. And then I kind of... Remember, I'm a d- d- martial weapons or... I'm good at them. Yeah, sure. Okay, and so I do the thing where I kind of like flip it, you know, and, and catch it on the, on the, what the handle of the, of a knife? Yeah, the knife hilt, handle part. The hilt. Okay, you know, I kind of like like flip it, flip it up, and just nothing fancy, just kind of like checking the balance and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's it's like, <laughs> the design of it is a little creepy, but also we know that this was used for you know, some creepy stuff. So, I don't know, aesthetically it's a little weird, but like martially, it's good. And I look at Ari and then I <clears throat> kind of, you know, tur- turn it around in my paw <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, hand it back to her. Uh, hilt first, of course. Cool. No big deal. Everything's cool. Seems okay so far. Did you give her the same dagger or did you pocket it? Were you trying to do like a sleight of hand thing or were you just being... <laughs> Why would I want a caster's dagger? I don't know, man. I don't know what kind of weird stuff you're into. I don't know your life. No, I just wanted to test it out because, you know, it's been fun watching Falcus fall on his ass uh, with his cursed item. But, you know, I I actually care what happens to Ari. (laughs) Aww. It's it's the chivalrous side. Thanks, Butch. I can just feel the love from you. <laughs> all, all right, all right, team. Hey, we are a team, aren't we? We should have a we should have a name for our team, huh? Ooh, we tried to figure this in, out before. We had one when we went out to the uh, to the. Um, yeah, when you guys were an arena team for a minute. We were arena team. What they call us? Oh, I threes. forget, but we didn't like it. Um, Tri- we need uh, a trifecta. The trifecta. <laughs> That not my favorite thing in the world. We could be the we could be the ripe turnips. Th- that'd be a real nice name for us. I think we can we can keep thinking on this name. Uh, <laughs> maybe Zolgrub will inspire inspire us with something. All right. Well, I've got my priest slayer on me. You know that's my battle axe name that I always forget. And um. Y'all ready to get marching? Let's go. All right. Let's head on out. Do you want me to take point again? You know what? This time I want to take point. Um, I have a reason. All right. Okay. Because if this poison stuff is... Basically, I'm, I, it, I've am i got more hit points. And I want to go through the poison first. All right. I think for the first time in the history of this campaign, the tank is going to go first into the new dangerous area. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to show you guys a picture while I set the scene. Dun, dun, so dun. this is the area uh, in Southwest Zulgarub that if you were to do the Cataclysm five man, you actually would not have access to. On your way into the dungeon, you pass through where all the plants are and there's like some cauldrons. And then there's a pathway that goes up to the right that is blocked by a giant tree that fell down. And there's like, I think, I think there's literally like monkeys cutting into the tree. Um, Zulgarub used to be a larger raid instance that got shrunk a little bit when it turned into a five man. And some of the avenues through it were like blocked off to make it a more streamlined experience. But if you have a flying mount, you can fly over the portal entrance sure. and just fly around taking pictures of the zone all day which is what I did so oh, look what at you're you looking your at screenshots. here mm-hmm. so what you're looking at here is a screenshot from inside of Zulgarub um, as you as you exit the cave and step into this area Falkus was right the sense of toxicity in the air is is abundant it doesn't cause you harm and it doesn't seem to affect you very severely, but you know that if you're out here for long enough, there is a possibility that there may be some side effects here. So you 
care may be warranted. It depends on your attitude. Um, but the other thing that you notice as you exit the cave, the humidity here kind of clings to your skin in a way that is, it's overbearing in a way that the rest of the jungle really wasn't. And it it, it takes you a moment, but you, you pretty quickly realize that your discomfort on that isn't purely a physical experience. Instead, what your body first interpreted as like an oppressive humidity is really much more metaphysical than it is atmospheric. Um, the, the power that Jindo has been summoning to this place saturates the city. You can see it radiating off the plants and flowing across the sky and infusing the water and that sort of thing. It's in every breath you take. It's kind of unnerving. Not only because of the sheer amount of magic that was forced into this place, and not only because of how it was summoned and, and what its source is, but also because it's it's right there. It's right there at the tips of your fingers. You're so enveloped by it that it feels like at times that all you have to do is reach out and take it. You glance around and you see that the cave exits into what appears to be Zulgarub proper. You are in an area that appears to have been recently damaged, but there have been repairs done uh, and, and some are underway. You can see that there are these really tall sandstone walls, like 30 feet high, that sort of define the perimeter of this space. They're smooth. They're intricately carved with, you know, art of trolls and animals and whatnot. And there is one pathway out of this section of town uh, that leads to the north. For reference here, I'm going to change the photo again just slightly. You are here. Okay. So we're looking at a, a top, top-down map of Zolgrub. Yeah. And actually, here's that tree, that fallen tree that I was talking about. So the entrance is on the far uh, western side. You are on the first section on the south to the far left, to the far west. Uh, and the cave entrance is like at the very bottomest portion of that. So just as I finish describing the area, I'm going to show you the totems again. There are sections of the walls that have been destroyed almost as though something large had fallen down and crashed onto them. And you can see that there are large uh, sections of trees that have been cut into lumber and pieces that are small enough to carry. You also see things like scaffolding and ladders and woodworking and masonry tools and uh, piles of wood, both worked and unworked piles of stone on the tops of the walls, like at the high sections, you can see several wooden boxes that are like adhered to the walls at a high height that have openings along the bottom of the boxes. There's a couple of small, simple huts of troll design. And there are these three large totems that decorate the large central space. Each one stands like 15 to 20 feet high, depending on which one you're looking at. And they're done up with features like large bat wings with faces that have these like little pig noses and big like sharp teeth and such. The wood that they're made from is nice and smooth and clean, except for the mouths, where you can see that the wood that makes up the teeth is splintered and jagged, almost like the whole statue had been carved with respect and care, but that the mouths were chopped into the forms that they are with like a rough stone hand axe. Like whoever did that part of it was like, yeah, just hammer it into place and be done with it. All three totems you can see are splashed with a brownish red substance that you are able to easily identify as warriors in the field as dried blood. Of the three, two of them have glowing red eyes. Oh boy. Gulp. Um, can we visibly see the poison cloud? Um, it hangs over the area like a thin mist, like slightly green tinged. Yes, you can see it. Anywhere where it's um, hanging a little heavier, like where a source that it could be coming from? Make a perception check. 23. Okay, on a 23, there isn't anything in this area that looks thicker than any other area. 
Um, you look up and you can see that it thins out pretty severely if you get elevation. The pathway to the north that leads out of this place twists slightly, so it's hard to see like all the way out to where you guys as players know is the ziggurat in the middle of the thing and the lake and all that. Like You really can't see that at this distance. Uh, but from here, it looks like everything is really, really evenly coated in a very thin layer. Okay, my thought process was maybe maybe it's got something to do with the totems tied to the to the poison gas. So looking at, at the image here, so we've got one big one in front and two smaller ones in the back. Are the two smaller ones the one with the eye, glowing eyes? I would say probably that the large one in the center and one of the ones in the back are glowing, and another one of the ones in the back is not. Is it really larger, or it's just the, the, the photo? They're all the same size, probably. Part of it is perspective. They are closer in size to each other than the photo makes it look, but the one in the center is a little larger. All right, guys. We... This is an entrance to Zolgarub. It's not a secret entrance, <clears throat> if you're a troll, I imagine. Well, a troll living here. And something tells me these are some kind of guardians. Are they facing the cave entrance, or are they facing the the rest of Zulgarub? The the two in the background are facing into the center of the area. None of them are facing the cave entrance. The larger one is facing a little bit away from you, and it almost looks like, given the layout, it's intended to be something that is seen prominently as you enter in. It's weird to make this comparison, but think about how, like, Cinderella's castle is definitely the first thing you see when you walk underneath the train station into Disneyland. Like, it's always the first thing you see. It seems intended to be uh, prominently featured in that way. I don't think it's guarding necessarily the entrance here, but it is definitely anchoring this room. It, it oh, really, yeah, that really brings the room. <laughs> it really brings the room together. Exactly. <laughs> It really ties the room together. There's the words. All right, so you, you want? Let's just walk. Let's just go go through and uh, head up that path. Then you first, Falcus. <laughs> hey, what happened to the tank taking the lead? Um, uh, I don't have you, a magic bone in my body. Well, I I mean I kind of do, but I, I mean, are are you guys not the least bit curious about these totems? Yeah. Well, what hey, I Falcus. see is a whole bunch of. Troll blood smothered all over him. Go, go touch it, Falcus. Go touch it. Just kind of like an audible, like it's like I gotta remember to to verbalize my actual IRL player expressions, which was just the, the turn to the side, going, "Oh God, really? All right, fine." With I the guess. red eyes, touch him with the red eyes. <laughs> all right, what I if you're if you're gonna be poking me about this, then I'm gonna continue my investigation of. What do I notice? Aside from just the one that's not lit up, what makes that one stand out from the other two as to why it may not be lit up? Roll an investigation or a religion check. I'm better with investigation with a... Uh, did I write, type the right one? Yes, with a plus six. So 24 for investigation. Okay, on a 24, you take a look. You can tell that... These totems are old. They've been here for some time. The damage to the teeth that makes them look all jagged and weird, um, the cuts on those are much fresher. Both of the ones that are glowing, you can tell. I mean, you can tell just as a layperson that they're clearly magical, but you can feel the magical sense of them as you like take a, cl a, a quick look. The one that is not glowing is completely inert. You get no read off of it whatsoever other than it's physical construction is the same as the other two you I would say on a 24 you are able to intuit that the totems are in some way connected to the blood magics that have permeated this whole place in some specific and intentional way but the actual like connection is you're, you're not you, like you don't have anything to, to work off of other than what you can see and what I've explained to intuit the specific nature of that connection. 
All right, so what I'm thinking here at this point in time, if this is tied to the blood magic happening here, that think like as as the area gets permeated with the blood magic, this third one's going to light up too, and then something's going to happen is my guess. You know what we should do? We should throw something in the middle of these three and see if it if it, if it works. If, if something happens to the thing that we throw into it. Are there any rocks nearby? Yeah, let's yeah, there's look. plenty. Fal- Falcus, do you... Oh, what's that right there next to you, Falcus? What's right next to me? Oh, I don't know. And I grab his dagger and throw it in the middle of the... <laughs> <laughs> I was half expecting you to literally just grab me like like neck and, and pant loop and just toss me. Yeah, I thought That's this was going to be a swimming pool experience. <laughs> no. That's uh, what I thought was going to happen. So I might have to roll something for that. But like my intention is to grab the cursed dagger um, or Falcus's oh. precious and, <laughs> and throw it in the middle of the... Ari's got the dagger now, but you did grab one of my daggers. Not the dagger, not the dagger, the, the axe. axe. Yeah. She's trying to grab your precious oh. axe. Okay. Um, let's do a contest. It would be... <laughs> I would say your sleight of hand, Butch, versus Falcus's dexterity check. Oh, dang. <laughs> Good luck with this. Uh, um, a dexterity? Okay. Oh. oh. Nice! <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> uh, Butch, what did you roll? I rolled an eight. Falcus, what did you roll? <laughs> I rolled a nine. Okay. So what happens? So you are trying to punk Falcus in a way that both Ari and Falcus are pretty sure you're like, you got something on your mind because you're like, you're over-exaggerating your tiptoe, but you're like in plain view of him because you're walking right toward him and you're saying, hey, Falcus, what's that over there? And he's like, (laughs) turns and looks knowing that he's going to snap his attention right back to you because you're going to make a a reach for something and you do and it's really obvious. Falcus (laughs) is like, like, oh, and actually like doesn't almost misses it out like he's so overconfident that his foot slips a little bit with his whole oh good good luck with the dexterity roll over there i heard you (laughs) (laughs) it came out falcus's way but only just barely may i please have since you two are tied up and you're making all this noise i'm gonna say ari do me a favor and roll a d6 for me i'm just curious to see something Ooh, i'm liking this i rolled a two okay it occurs to you that while the boys are wrestling, they're not being very quiet about it. Okay. But you 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 like snap to attention and you're looking around and you can hear like okay I'm, I hear the noise of the jungle I hear you know I'm looking around. <sighs> okay, actually, okay, no, we we might be okay still. We might be okay still. A two avoided a random encounter. Oh, look at that, guys. But it didn't have to be that way. So while the boys are wrestling and I realize we're okay, I'm like, keep it down. I like, we don't know like, the, the, like the hand fights. Like, stop, stop, <laughs> get, get, get off me, go, get. Yeah, but I've got my paw on your forehead. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you out of reach. Take a rock and chuck it in the middle once I've realized that they're okay and the That's boys are still like. That's not do anything. Yeah, nothing happens. Okay. No, it needed to be something blood, um, something alive to have worked you know what I could tell you also on that 24 investigation check here's another thing I could tell you the third totem that is inert does have all the same markings and blood splatter as the other two your intuition is that this used to be powered clearly clearly, I mean as players of World of Warcraft we all have seen stuff like this before we are okay I'm gonna gonna go back into character alright we're either gonna go back into the ogre cave where we came home and then you know all go back somewhere comfy hell we can go live at the goblin place if you want to or we can move forward and we gotta figure out how to move forward now how are we gonna do this we scared of some totems Yes, I am. My- okay, you're scared of totems, but but we gotta we we gotta move forward. There, there's a path to the north. That's where we're going. Let's go. Th- these could th- these could be nothing. These could be these clearly look like something. We we just don't know until we know, right? I got my 
pre-slayer right here. I, I ready my axe. And what I need y'all to do is keep your eyes open, right? Keep your eyes open. I'm going to carefully start walking in the direction of this uh, of this trail. So what happened with uh, are you are you taking the lead now or you want me to take the uh, lead? I'm taking the lead. All right. I'm taking the lead. But and by the way, oh, getting back out of character, when I dinged level 6, I took like the tiger totem or something and I now have uh, better stealth. So I've got the wolf features and tiger features as a bear and uh so i am i can be quite stealthy as well so all three of us have stealth but what i want to do is um i would like my friends to you know you guys like 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 you got good perception and stuff yeah you know so and i'm gonna go forward stealthfully so I was already thinking as well, too, and I was going to ask if um, there was a section of wall that was scalable, because um, I just know from, like you said, from being players in here and how these walls are, I'd like to creep along the top of the walls, because that gives me vision over the walls as well as a higher vantage point. Because I think the trees here are really huge. I won't be able to scale them or get into them, but at least the walls are elevation um, and I can see over them. Okay. Good thinking. Butch, you don't have any trouble moving forward in the way that you describe. You're, I'd like you to roll a stealth check for that. Falcus, for the most part, the sandstone construction of the walls and the way that they are carved actually make it so that, like, the carvings are very shallow, so finger holds and such are going to be difficult for you to find. However, you are in a section of the city that, as I described, had been um, partially destroyed and collapsed due to you know, whatever activity. Um, and you are, as I, again, as I said, there are pieces of scaffolding um, set up. There are pieces of the walls that have been destroyed. So actually in this section of town, climbing up on top to try to get a better vantage point is something that you are going to be able to do. That being said, you are able to climb up without too much uh, trouble. You can make your way forward toward the north. And at that point, the wall ends. And what happens is the pathway starts to descend slightly. You find that the area that you entered into town on is of a higher elevation than, say, where the bridges are that go across the lake in Zulgarub. So there's a pathway that walks downward. From your vantage point, you know, unless you have, like, you have rope and such, so getting down isn't going to be too, too difficult, but you can, I would say at this point, um, if you're trying to look around, give me a perception check. And given your height and your your planning on that, I'd say roll it with advantage. Uh, the advantage roll has a dirty twenty. Okay, uh, you take a look around. You're being careful about it. The first place you glance is toward the west, toward the entrance, and you see that first of all, having climbed up on top of the wall, you're a little bit out of the the haze. Um, and as you look down, it is thicker at ground level it does seem to be thicker toward the entrance and toward the area on the map that is marked the coil, which is where the snake fight happens in... That's Zul the fight I couldn't get past. What's <sighs> wrong with the snake fight? No, I had bad internet. And I oh, couldn't, Oh, back in like, the raid days. Uh, back in the uh, heroic dungeon days. Oh, the five-man days. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I couldn't... Uh, get out of the way of the, the poison stuff. It's easy now. Yeah, there's like lines on the ground that you gotta dance around. No, it was a maze. You had to like walk the maze, right? Yeah. The poison yeah. maze? Yeah, but, I remember like that. if your internet's crap, you couldn't <laughs> do it. And I didn't know my internet was crap. So I just thought I was a failure and everyone else was just used to me dying on that encounter and just knew I wasn't gonna be useful on that encounter. So there you go. Anyway. Uh, you are okay. You're able to see that the, the poison uh, mist is a little thicker around the entrance and it's a little thicker around um, this area here called the coil. 
and it's especially thick all the way on the far eastern section over in that section that is labeled the Cache of Madness. Over on the entrance area, you can see that there are a significant number of trolls hanging out near the entrance. And given a 20 perception check, you can see that there are a mixture of what look like zombie trolls and troll animated troll skeletons that are kind of wandering around, not aimlessly, but also like not purposefully in the area of the entrance that if you were to walk right down Main Street, you would have to go through in order to get into town. You can see that there is another troll skeleton. The The angle would have been weird to see it if you had walked down the path and the like following it the way it curves because the map is a little less detailed than... Um, you know, the way it would really be. But there is, like you said, an overgrowth of, of brush and trees. And like there's there's other smaller walls that exist that the map doesn't quite show in perfect detail. But because you are up a little higher, you can see that there is a troll skeleton patrolling around basically at the intersection between where the entrance is, where the pathway north is, and where the pathway to the coil is, this little spit right here. You can also see that there are in the far northeast... All the way up here, there are several figures in what could either be read as uh, a very dark colored armor or maybe a very dark colored robe. At this distance, um, it's difficult to tell. That are spyglass. You already rolled <laughs> with advantage, and uh. it's not just the distance. It's seeing through the poison haze. It's seeing okay. through the blood, like the effect of all the blood magic. Um, but you make out the, the shapes of um, four figures. Uh, two of them are some sort of either black robed or black armored figure, humanoid figure. Uh, and the other two appear humanoid, but they they don't quite... Think of the way like Smeagol walks in Lord of the Rings, how it's not quite apish with all four limbs, but it's like sort of apish where he's he's kind of not... He's not walking on two feet either. Like it's some split between Four. the middle. World of Warcraft, those are like the the ghouls, right? The like the guys up in um, Ice Crown Citadel. Um, yeah, how they have like a like that kind of gate to them. Yeah, yep. something like something along those lines. You aren't able to make out at this angle really very much of anything in the far northwest because of the way the walls and the hills are structured. Um, but the most obvious thing is above the ziggurat in the center is that swirling vortex of red magical power that is. It's it's as narrow as the top of the ziggurat at the very bottom, and then it opens up as it funnels skyward. And I think from here, that should be about everything that you can see, as far as I remember. Yeah, because oh, like Mando Kier's domain and stuff like that is, is all elevated above here, because that's uphill. It is uphill. There's also walls around the whole area, so you're going to have a hard time seeing into that section. All right, so I'll pass on all that knowledge, all that information on to Butch, since Butch is taking the lead down there uh, through message and letting him know about what he sees down the way that we should be treading lightly. We've, we're, we're dealing with, with zombie trolls and skeleton trolls. With Butch, sort of the, the vanguard, and with Falcus with eyes up on top, Ari, what are you doing right now? I would be... I'd probably be following Butch because I'm not really going to go up or anything like that. So staying close to a wall and just listening and paying attention because what we gather from the goblin and from the orcs, orger, ogres, I would say that I would expect there to be people here. So just kind of listening to is there patrol coming from something. So following Butch's general direction, but paying extra attention to sounds. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Okay. You know what? I think I can talk back to Falcus, right? Yes. yes. We, we were so concerned about getting into Zilgrub. I don't know if we had a plan for uh, what we'd do once we'd get here. Uh, just Where literally reconnaissance. Just reconnaissance for the most part. So if we can, if we spend most of the time sneaking around, not, not bringing attention to us, I think that's, that's our best bet is at least look and listen and, and stay out of sight. Oh, we're real good at that. I say sarcastically. Maybe we should Shauna the Dead this and just walk through between the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. 
just a dead look at the dead stare in the eyes. Is Falkus coming down to join us, or is this still just you two communicating through message? It was just through message. Okay. At some point, though, I definitely would climb my way down and, and catch back up to you guys. Okay, like, legit. So we know or that... Or actually... It, it, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just gonna say, actually, you know what? Um, what's the range from the top of this wall and my line of sight to the skeleton down in the um, crossroads? Uh, the range from right, like, there to there? Um, yes. I would say... I would say it's probably less than... I would say less than 100 feet. Oh, that's not far at all. Okay, um, then if I've got... If, do I got clear line of line of sight? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, you know what, guys? I'm going to stay on this wall here as um, high high ground fire cover for you guys if you want um, and approach slowly to the skeleton in the crossroads or anything like that and just kind of... Since I can message... What's the distance on message again? Message... Uh, 120 feet. So beyond the, the crossroads, I'm not going to be able to cast that anymore. Do be advised. If you're, uh, if you're trying to set up an ambush or anything of that nature, fine. Message is an action to cast. So if you're going to be in combat, the choice will be attack or message. Gotcha. No, I'm just thinking just continuing to be the, the eyes on the high ground um, as they creep forward until... It gets to a point where I have to move and take a new high ground spot. I like this idea. Falcus, if there's only one skeleton there, why don't you start shooting it? And I bet you can get three arrows in it by the time it even gets to us. Could do. Um, it could also alert the group of about... I don't remember how many there were up at the entrance as well, too. But... They gotta funnel down that bridge and come up this way. We've got ourselves a, a, a pinch point. Yeah, pin, pinch one way or the other. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want me to, I'll I'll take a I'll take a pot shot at this guy. And I look down at Ari, and like I don't know, give her the hand signal like something about something's about to happen. Is that skeleton in within like just general eyesight of the people who are standing at the instance? door might be that would be tough for to know. you guys to know probably the only one who might know would be Falcus. but i'm trying to picture the the terrain in my head the way it twists uh the change in elevation actually their perception would also probably take into a big part of consideration to that as well if I'm not mistaken, moment. I think there's a tree either on this side of the road or this side of the road. I don't remember, but there is a tree right over in here. Nothing in my soul believes that you remember that, Erica. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in, in Zulgrub. The line of sight on that would be would not be easy if, in fact, there is line of sight. Don't you have this... We are tiptoeing through an instance right now. Let's just take them we all on. Let's bear go. In mind, bear in mind, D&D &D and World of Warcraft are not the same game. If you do something that causes enough noise or causes enough attention in World of Warcraft, all you did is pull one pack and the whole rest of the dungeon doesn't come running. In D&D, &D, that is not necessarily the case. Let's just go for it, and I'll I'll notch an Falcus, arrow. And my axe is dry, and it doesn't like being dry. It's and this gonna is be so dry with a skeleton if you swing at it. You know what I meant. All right, let's go. What's going this on? This is Ari? still all going in message, right? I don't know any of this conversation that's happening. You'll give me hand signals, but like I I didn't know if you were. Um, yes, this so, is all in message. This is all in message. No, Ari has not heard. Any of okay. it. Okay. But you know something's about to go down. Yep, that's all I know. Okay, continue. Oh, uh, Falcus, is this a good... What do you, do I, I will I will swap the message over to, to, to Ari and says, alright, heads up, something's gonna happen. The same thing I guess that Butch I mean, you can, said you can to, say, to her as well, too. You could say, heads yeah. up, I'm, I'm gonna kill a... I'm gonna there's shoot a, a, there's a... Yeah. Skeleton, and it's coming your way. You know? Don't... Like, yeah. Don't shoot the skeleton. Sorry, it's oh. already happening. You are you already shot it? Okay. It's already happening. Okay. Uh, 
So you are attacking against a creature that doesn't is not aware of you. So you are going to attack with advantage. Does she have to attack with her axe, though? I thought the first attack had to be with the axe. Ah, good point. You attack That's normally. why I was trying to tell you to stop. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's just going to be with disadvantage. So no, they're okay, going to cancel each other. Yeah, it's going to cancel okay. each other out. Um, however, let me look at my equipment here for a second. I, I didn't do know you still were going to get advantage. I, <laughs> I still have two flasks of flame bloom oil, so I am going to use don't, don't one of them. Don't you use that on a skeleton? It's still a troll. All right, I'll save it for we, the zombie trolls then. The, the, save it for any important troll that is not a skeleton, that is not a the, basically a goblin. Mob okay, okay. In a D and D, like, the, save it for a boss. Okay, since we still have the element of surprise, so we still have a little bit of moment here in time. I'm going to use a pre-combat action. To get four arrows ready with flame bloom oil. Okay. Is there a time limit on flame bloom oil? Like, does it stay on four pieces of ammunition indefinitely or for one minute or? Oh, yeah, you are right. It does say um, one vial is enough to coat four pieces of ammunition um, or one melee weapon, which lasts for one minute or for the duration of four attacks, successful or not. So I need to, it, it is going to be an in combat action. Okay, never mind. Well, it can. It doesn't have to be in or out of combat. Like that's fine. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that I. Th I think that there is a time limit on its effectiveness. Yes, there is. So you did. You did put on on the tooltip one minute. So okay. okay. Um, I will leave that for a in combat or right before combat action, but not at this moment in time. All right, notching an arrow and loosing a normal arrow at this dude. Okay is a 27 hit <laughs> <laughs> yeah 27 hits no problem <laughs> you bury an arrow in the forehead of this of this large uh, skeletal troll who immediately like snaps in a really um, unnatural sort of way it's attention in your direction and starts running up the hill toward you uh, what's the total amount of damage on that uh, seven piercing and one sneak attack. Oh, but I didn't have advantage on the roll, but I, so I don't get that, right? Mm, uh, you do not get the sneak attack, so it's a total of seven. Okay. All right. Um, he comes running up toward you. You do have, as a fifth level fighter, you do have another attack that you can make. Oh, yeah. Here, have another arrow. And now that I'm out of the axe woods, I can shoot this one, no problem. Wait a minute, you're a fighter? I am a fighter rogue, so right now I am fighter five, rogue one, and I am going to be taking two more levels in rogue at some point, but the rest is all fighter. You've been a fighter this whole time? You haven't known that? You thought I was a rogue this whole time? I thought, I thought you were rogue this whole time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm multi-classing. Yeah, it's true. I'm a, I'm a very sneaky fighter. That's how I'm a he's dexterity able to put fighter. On, isn't your arm what what your, what armor are you wearing right now? Oh no, you're wearing light armor, so that wouldn't have given it away. Oh no, yeah, because he's been using uh, second wind and action surge and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the look on your face right now of shock. Go ahead. Okay, so what was your attack roll? Uh, does a twenty three hit? Yes. Okay, so what was the damage? Thirteen piercing. Okay, cool. He's dead. He's not. He looks damaged, and chips are coming off of the bones that you're striking him on, but he is not flinching from that, and he's, like, running up the hill toward you. I said it was less than 100 feet. This creature has a relatively good movement speed. It kind of shambles a bit. Like, its run isn't, uh, like, the most coordinated, most athletic motion in the world, but he gets the job done. If he uses his movement and his action to to close the distance as close as he can, I would say that we would be looking at a scenario that looks similar to this. And if you guys want, we can go ahead and roll an initiative real quick. Nice. Um, after these shots, um, I would have taken a look at the front gate. Was there any movement or attention uh, from the front gate people? I'm going to say that when he's hit, 
the skeleton makes a noise. Did that roll? Okay. And... Yeah, so he he's running up the hill. You're shooting him with arrows, and he's going... And so he's not that, quiet. Yeah, but given that I rolled a six on my charisma check to do either a, I don't know, a performance or an intimidate or whatever, some manner of like get the noise out there. It's actually over, uh, the, the noise is overshadowed by uh, the presence of, you know, so much wildlife that's like chirping in the trees and the sound of the vortex that's over the, the ziggurat and all that sort of stuff. So it doesn't seem like there was any attention grabbed luckily for you guys. Let's go ahead and see here. It was, if I'm looking at the initiative rolls right, it looks like we had Ari on a 16 and Butch was... Natural 20. Good job, Butch. Okay. Um, And then Falkus is that 10. Okay, cool. So that's... Good job rolling really high on something that doesn't matter. No, it totally (laughs) matters because you're up. Hey, I got my roll already, so... Not more than an hour after a fight with a very dangerous troll adversary, our heroes pick a fight with a new and exciting troll adversary. How many of these creatures wander the streets of the city and where is their supposedly friendly point of contact? These questions and more answered the next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.